service you right just so when you touch down And take off the uniform, the bond you form Never look warm and that's why we on the dismount So you ain't gotta re-enlist to hang out No need to be on your feet, but please pay attention To Charlie Mike on the mic and let's get reconnecting Here on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Spell you fire from the fire team on Dismount Veterans and focuses up here on Dismount Welcome to the Dismount Podcast. I'm your host, Dismount6, jumping right into the episode. Today we're going to be talking about staying mission ready. In other words, maintaining fitness uh, after the military. That's kind of the core focus of this. And what I'll be doing is kind of just sharing a little bit of insight of what I've done, uh, how things have kind of changed along the ways, and just kind of using myself as a personal example, because in the reality of things, most of us that go into the military and come back out may not have the same experience with a lot of things, and fitness is no different. So with, with all that kind of being lined up, let me just give you a little bit of uh, feedback on kind of what transitioned. Okay, so so starting off, glossing over real quick, uh, when I was ready to join the Army, uh, I found myself kind of weighing, I'd say, roughly around 135 pounds soaking wet. Uh, so I was I was kind of light for, for the type of person I was. I wasn't really big built. Um, I was already, I guess, technically athletic. And if you think about it at that time frame, as a young adult, I was very team sport oriented. You know, I grew up playing baseball and soccer and I did martial arts as well. So I was always constantly active, constantly busy. So, you know, my, my level of fitness at the time, I want to say was kind of average for someone who was into sports at my age. So that transition wasn't entirely difficult. Um, so, so when I got in, my level was pretty, pretty average, and I held my own uh, during basic training, boot camp, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that kind of style of regimented team type workouts or whatnot, having a coach or in this case a drill sergeant, wasn't something that was completely too far fetched from my norm. Um, I think looking back at it, that may have played a factor on some of the things that I still retain today, though. <laughs> I have to be honest with you, looking back at it, there's there's been so many phases of life that kind of changed throughout that moment uh, from from time to time as far as physical fitness. You know, as you as you stay in longer, the mission's going to dictate uh, what times you go and work out or or what times you as a unit or as a as a company or, or as a platoon, et cetera, or, or doing individual physical training is going to happen. So sometimes you're on night shift. Uh, that was something new for me uh, getting into it. I, I had obviously really didn't work night shift up until that point. So uh, my, my workout time frames were, were pretty set. It was either morning time or after the day was done kind of thing as, as more sports were done when I was growing up. So it wasn't too different. And as I continued in my military path, you know, though the, the workload was obviously very actively intense, um, carrying gear, etc., cetera, uh, it, it kind of maintained a certain level of fitness. Like you, you had to be physically fit to continue doing whatever mission you do, especially if you were a line platoon and you 
wore a lot of gear, uh, especially if you went out to combat and stuff. So, you know, those, those things kept me at an active level, but as I transit transitioned out and as like the tempo of missions kind of toned down a bit and I moved into different spaces and I, I, I felt, I, I filled in those roles of, of more of a leadership type role where it wasn't always my task to be out on the front lines and you start kind of falling back into more administrative uh, type roles. So your your regiment becomes more, more of that responsibility falls on yourself. You know, more, more of that responsibility to stay mission ready, right? To stay uh, physically fit for your personal fitness really becomes your own personal challenge. And just like with anybody who goes from working to not working or or things in their life change, right? Some of us become adult uh, parents and whatnot. So certain things that we do for ourselves tend to fall on the back burner. And that's no different for some people that get out of the military and transition. I mean, we, we have to understand that not all military coming out is going to re retain that same level of intensity and personal fitness if, for whatever reason they're getting out, doesn't still... In, in essence, kind of drive them to stay mission ready, to drive them to maintain that level of physical fitness. Uh, I know for myself, I went, like I said, I went in at about 135. So I was kind of a small guy, a little scrawny guy. And as I went through majority of my time in service, I would say about 175 pounds on average, that was close to 180. I was pretty solid on that for most of the time. And even through high tempo. So I was eating a lot and everything else. And, and adding in my own structured workouts and stuff. But as, as things got lax, I did at one point, which is still surprising for me to look back at it. Um, I did hit just shy of 300. I was about 298 at my heaviest. Uh, granted, surprisingly, I still made height and weight and tape. So my, my percentages were still pretty solid. Uh, but I was significantly larger than I, I was when I first came in. Uh, I would, I would be, Accepted, accepted to the idea that I did kind of lax on a lot of that personal fitness. So that's kind of, again, that's kind of why I say physical fitness with former military, what is, is kind of a case by case. Some people do have that, that inner drive, that self-discipline that you continue on. And there's, I've met a lot of people like that and they do great. That's awesome. And they keep with that regiment. They wake up at 4.30 in the morning, five o'clock or whatnot. And, and they, you know, they go for a run. They, they really held on to those things. Uh, as for me, my transition out of the military wasn't necessarily at a, at a time that I was ready to do it. So I think that may or may not have played a factor in it. Um, there, there was a lot of time that I still wanted to spend in that career field. So it, in my case, I felt like I was not ready to leave that space and, and therefore I, I hold a lot of resentment and a lot of bitterness towards that. So a couple of those things I, w I would imagine regimented wise from, from that kind of lifestyle, I, I know are good for me. I know would help me, you know, get back into shape, uh, but, but I don't do it. And I'm still actually trying to figure out why. So even though the title of this, this episode's a little, it could be a little misleading to some people, but it's, it's, uh, it's not your, your typical, ah, uh, military, I'm a vet, you know, here's, here's my, my keys to success. Here's my advice for you 
on how to maintain your fitness. That's unfortunately that's not what it is. It's it's bringing up that conversation of staying mission ready, of of sustaining your physical fitness from a, from a different point of view, uh, because there is a lot of great examples out there. A lot of people showing us what we can do if we just use that key thing of having our our own self-discipline. And I know that's the key. I know uh, reflecting on some of the stuff that I've changed or or let go, that is 100% the one thing that I lack in myself, Uh, a a personal drive and direction and, and finding those reasons to get up and do that and get up and do the things I know that will actually benefit me and return me to that. It's almost a, a weird sense of, not, not. I want to. I don't want to call it pride or cockiness. It's not. It's not that. That's not the correct word. But there's this sense of I know I can do it, so therefore I don't. If that kind of hits with anybody, or if anyone else besides me has felt that, you know, right now I I weighed myself. I'm I'm roughly two thirty five. So I'm not as big as I used to be, and I'm not so much in the same shape as I was. I I do very very minimal. You know, I get up and at at the very most. I walk in up, uh, up and down the stairs a few times. Uh, I might do some body weight stuff or whatever uh, when the when the mood hits. But as far as having something structured into my day, I don't have it. Part of me sometimes feels like I haven't figured out when the right time is for me. Um, I've had some people express their thoughts on that. And one thing I found was interesting is is a lot of us, when we get out and we start families, a lot of us feel like we're taking away time from our families to address our physical fitness. Now, I can see where that comes from, and I wanted to present that to people and maybe get that conversation going because at times that hasn't really crossed my mind 100%, but after hearing that from other people, similar positions as myself, getting out of the former military and all that stuff, uh, with, with family, started family and everything else, It does tend to feel like um, when we take even 30 minutes, right, or or 45 minutes to an hour a day or every other day, that does tend to feel like we're taking time away from our family. Now, I know that there's plenty of parents out there who find time and make time to schedule that through that. And when you schedule it and stick to a schedule, um, it, it does help everyone as a whole to really kind of adjust to that and it becomes a part of our norm. What kind of struck me a little harder in thinking that mentality was that as as life continues outside of the military, there, there's a lot of other people who are looking at us as an example, whether um, on purpose or just indirectly, and kind of seeing how we adapt to life outside the military. Um, we, we may not bring it up uh, consciously, but I think a lot of us might actually look not only on ourselves, but uh, others who are former military or whatnot, and we see kind of where they're at. A lot of us accept, you know, if you're still physically fit, uh, it's because you're military. If you're not physically fit, uh, well, you're a veteran. Like there's there's that vet bod mentality, right? That dad bod, vet bod, mom bod mentality that is accepted, um, which is which is fine. Uh, I think with when it comes down to the individual, if you're comfortable with that and you, you find the need to just maintain other things, that's, a, again, it's a case-by-case kind of thing. Not not all of us will be able to maintain and retain a certain level of personal fitness after we get out of the military or any kind of, um, you know, uh, 
entity that we were part of, you know, think about people in sports when they get out and they retire or whatnot, they move from that space, uh, that, that tempo and level of training, we've all seen it with other people, athletes, et cetera. They get out of that and, and because they don't have that same discipline, which I think might be tied to people call it a goal or, or something they want to achieve, right. Or, or something that drives them. I think without that, it is hard to retain that element of, of discipline. Some people are very natural at, at having that self-discipline for themselves. They take very, very much pride in, in maintaining that physical fitness because of the health benefits they have, because of the energy they have to do whatever they like. Their physical fitness is not something that limits them or takes away from their family. It's something that allows them to have the energy to be present, active, and in the moment with their family and those that they care about. And I think that is just as valid, you know, just as valid as, as the, per, the the veteran that sits there and feels like if I take time away from my family because I'm going to go work out, uh, that I'm not comfortable with that. I think there's twofold, and I've had, I've had some discussions with some people who are very much um, – in, in line with, with physical fitness and the importance of it, not just for the physical and, and health aspects of it, but also for like the mental benefits that you get. And also, you know, just being able to be here and available and present with your family members and your loved ones is something that obviously would, would benefit us as a whole. So I wanted to use myself as kind of an example of maybe not so much the traditional sense of, of someone who's military who leaves and, and gets out and leaves that space and, and stays physically fit or mission ready or whatnot. And, and not necessarily someone who just kind of just threw it away and said, fuck it. Um, I'm no longer in, it's no longer my responsibility. I no longer have a mission, right? So I'm just gonna let myself go. Uh, I think, I think that's also an excuse. That's not very great of just say, accepting I let myself go because I'm no longer in the military. I'm retired or I'm a veteran or, you know, my current job is just an office job or, or I'm doing a part-time thing and I'm, I'm collecting something from, from being, you know, ruined a river because there's a lot of people who do hold that same status, who did retire early for whatever reason, who are still young and are still active and still have that drive, that personal discipline to continue moving. And I wanted to bring this up because there is this assumption that because, and, and I bring it up again from, from my point of view, because I look at myself in the mirror sometimes too. And I question the same thing. I look at myself and I think your military, your former military, your prior military, uh, you know, former army, you, you've done X amount of time in service. You, you, you got up early, you stayed up late, you, you put on, you know, easy a hundred plus pounds of gear and stuff and you rucked it and you did stuff and you carried weapons and you were there present and accountable for those missions you were constantly ready and and in me it was being part of that team element it was being in that space that really drove me i had a purpose you know i had to stay mission ready because if not it was detrimental to those around me but this all ties in, and, and one of the bigger scope of things that I, I really want the dismount community to, to kind of start being aware of is being military and moving into the civilian space, we tend to forget that 
we're, we're not losing everything we were. And I say this knowing that I, I also do those same things where I, I've lost things that I, were me because for whatever reason, life has kind of made, made the impression that I no longer need to be that way because I no longer have a mission. But the reality is this again, and I want to hammer this over, over, over again, is that leaving the military, transitioning from the military to civilian life, you are not, you no longer, it's not, not a sense of, of you no longer have a mission, but your mission now is to be the best individual you are in your civilian life, whatever role you are coming into now, you know, you, you might be a grunt, you know, 11 Bravo, whatnot, and, and used to run fire missions and stuff. And now you transition out and you are no longer that 11 Bravo, but guess what you are? You, you still are a leader. You still a mentor. You're still a, a person who is in a position to impact and affect others um, in, in the scope of your, your responsibility at, at a level that will impact these individuals, these young people and, and your, your, your family far beyond what you can think. That's your new mission. Now, those are your people. Now you, you might not have a, a troop or soldiers or Marines to, to train you. You now have uh, young family members who look up to you. You now have uh, siblings who are, are watching you transition, who, who might've wanted to be military and are civilians and, and they look up to what you've done and, and they see that, but now they see where you're at and, you know, if nothing else for yourself, you find, find a way to remind yourself, this is your new mission, right? Civilian life is your new mission, your, your new duty position, your new post, your new MOS, whatever helps you remember what it is. You're a father. Now you're a mother. Now you're, you're an aunt, you're an uncle, you're an older cousin. Um, you know, whatever it is, that role that you're falling into, that's your new mission and staying mission ready is still applicable to civilian life as former military, as a, as a veteran, it's still applicable because you may not have someone else in uniform to show what is right, you know, to, to display, this is the level of uh, mission ready. You need to be, and, and you need to maintain uh, for their future careers. But, but now the new circle that you're in, you know, the next, phase in life. The next mission is civilian life. And that is not something that we are completely trained for. We're going from anywhere from two to four to six, eight years of time of being trained to do certain types of missions and tasks, you know, night operations, uh, convoy security, um, whatever it is your MOS was, right? You, you were, you trained for years, for months on end and retrain and retrain and reclassified and, and stayed mission ready. And you knew you had to be physically fit to, to be able to perform any number of those things, whether it was mundane admin type stuff or, or basic stuff or, or online learning stuff to, to the physical stuff like that, that community that we lived in, that military community is, is not that different from the civilian community we returned to. The, the core difference obviously is, is the level and intensity of those missions and being in uniform and not being in uniform, but the, the scope of our impact and our influence still, still remains the same. If, if I were to be honest with myself, 
I still have subordinates, so to speak, that still looked up to me and they mimic me based on their everyday behaviors and their routines subconsciously. Whether I want to admit that it's them or me, there's a lot of stuff people pick up from us. You know, our, our spouses, our loved ones pick up certain things from us, uh, our behaviors, and everything else. And we are ultimately responsible for what we make uh, important in our lives. And, and sadly, I know for myself, physical fitness has not been something I have focused on in a while. Partly in, in my own personal opinion is that I am bitter that my mission is over, that I'm a bitter and I'm a little bit sore that I, I did not have the option. I was not given the option to stay in and continue for at least two more years or, or to finish my last eight years to get that 20. You know, I was not given that option for, for a number of different re- reasons, but because of that, I've held myself back. Because of that, I haven't done the things I know I can do to stay mission ready, to to bring my level of fitness back up just so I can I can calmly, clearly, and effectively do whatever it is I have to do now, day in, day out, for myself and those around me, those that I have an influence and an impact on. So unfortunately, I don't have the answers for each case by case on how to maintain physical readiness or how to maintain your physical fitness when you get out of the military. All I can do right now is provide an example using myself on some of the pitfalls and the traps and the mental traps and pitfalls that I've been dealing with, that I constantly tell myself, the lies that I I feed myself on a daily basis on why I can't be just as physically fit as I was in my time in the service, why I can no longer obtain that because I have before. I come from that background, so it shouldn't be that hard. I know all the tools. I know all the exercises and stuff. I know what I should eat and what I shouldn't eat. But but the the challenge really for me and and you know maybe just hearing me speak and share my own thing will remind those that that is their challenge as well that we lack self-discipline that we lack the drive and a goal to continue doing it or to change those habits we've allowed ourselves to pick up when we left the military because we don't feel that civilian life is is our next mission. We, we feel like our missions are done and that's it. It's no longer a responsibility. Uh, but we do have a responsibility, not, not just to our family, but to ourselves. And, you know, this, again, just like many of the discussions and topics that I'll be bringing up that we bring up in the Dismount community, whether it's on the Facebook page or, or the Facebook group page or on Instagram or, or Twitter or what have you, any of these spaces that exist to have conversation, communication, uh, the, these are repeatable topics. There might be a time later on down the line that we'll have this discussion again with somebody else from a different point of view, from someone who who has maintained it from someone who may have had troubles, but found something that they were able to bring from the military to the civilian side to allow them to regain that physical fitness, regain, or at least maintain it. And, and was, was still there that they can lean on when life got a little bit heavy in, in a different way than, than the military did. And we were able to pull on those strengths and bring our physical fitness level back up to par. 
Because the reality in the end of the day is civilian life, when we return to it, that is our new mission. That is our second career, so to speak. And it doesn't matter what career field you find yourself. You could, you could be struggling to re-enter uh, the, the civilian workforce and find yourself working sales or security. The two that I constantly hear are some of the more predominant spaces that we as military find ourselves in that may not need us to be 100% as physically fit as we were in the military. Granted, security obviously might be one. Uh, construction might be one, right? Um, uh, anyone in, in the medical field, that also you need to be very active, very quick, uh, you know, very, very uh, able to have a long, uh, a, a high stamina to be able to do the workload that you're doing, the long hours that you do. Um, there's, there's an adjustment period. We're, we're never really given that time to adjust because we go so quickly from the military. And I know they have programs for this. Uh, on, on some of the things, but a lot of times we got to do the legwork and we got to want to, and we got to figure out why we want to, we got to figure out why it's important for us for our next mission to stay mission ready, to not falter. It's not just because you're former military and people expect you to still be physically active. It's not because you're former military and you're a veteran and you've done combat or you were in a certain MOS, or you're infantry or you're a Marine or you're a rifleman or you're, you know, uh, any number of things, right? Uh, it's it's not for them, and it's not for everybody else. It's not for that expectation or stereotype. Oh, you know, military, so you're probably physically fit. Oh, not all of us are, and not not to feel that same stereotype on the other side where uh, you're a veteran. So you know, hey, you earned your you earned your time. You're you're allowed to have carry around a little freaking donut of a, of a belly, and and have a beer gut, you know. A lot of us, you know, we find ourselves in a lower standard of health and fitness because we're dealing with a lot of things that we're masking, that we're we're, we're inflicting this kind of what, what do you call a, a self treatment with different things. Like, I know some people who who may drink a little bit more than they need to, or they should. I know some people who uh, neglect their their personal health a little bit more with with other vices. My vice is, is coffee. Okay. Uh, that's, that's my vice coffee and, and a pastry here and there. So I, I'm well aware of how I went from 135 to 175 to almost 300 and then back down right now at current weight of 235. Um, though I'd say in the last couple of months, there was a time where I dropped down to, I'd say the lowest lately in the last couple of years since leaving the military, 210, 208 is probably the, the, the lightest I've been. That's when I really had, I had found a reason and a purpose to do that. And that kind of changes. And a lot of times we latch on to our career or our, our, our job and position as our main source of discipline and reason to stay physically fit. And I know I did that a lot. And I did that growing up. So I had that mentality going in to the military and it continued. I allowed that to be my source of purpose and drive to maintain that discipline. So that discipline wasn't my self-discipline. It wasn't mine. It was tied into other things. And I'm still learning as, as I continue in my transition, because I don't think a transition from the military to civilian life ends within 
a certain amount of time. It's not a four to six year, you know, turnaround. It's not a year for year turnaround from you spent X amount of years in the military. So expect, like in my case, you spent about 12 years in the military. So expect you having about 12 years of time to transition in to civilian life. Like I, I don't, I don't see it that way. And hopefully it isn't, but I mean, the longer I wait to really kind of grasp these concepts and to understand that my mission isn't done yet, that my, my next mission is civilian life and that my level of fitness needs to be on par because I'm still, I still have more missions to go. You know, I still have Joe's or, or, or younger individuals underneath me that are watching me. And I, I recall, you know, being an NCO, you had to be in, in the right uniform, um, you know, in the right appearance, maintain a, 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 a certain level of professional appearance that, that brought, you know, uh, pride and, and respect and honor to, to that uniform that you wore, you know, uh, because you were the example of what right looked like. You were the example of what they needed to strive to be. And when I got out, I didn't retain that. For whatever reason, I, I lost that integrity of, of wanting to be that image of what they can strive to be. You know, what, what we can potentially be. And I'm, and I'm working through that. And I, I feel like I'm on the cusp of, of making those changes. Uh, I've mentioned a couple of times on some, some lives on social media and whatnot. And in discussion, you know, uh, one of the big changes we've made, myself and my wife have made recently, and I'm actually, I'm actually literally looking for it right now because I know I fucked up and I haven't even filled it up, is instead of just kind of beating up on the fact that our diets are shitty or the fact that we're not as active as we were before, is one of the biggest things that I remember and she remembers being, being Air Force, you know, Air Force vet for, you know, 13 plus years. 14 plus years, somewhere around there. She obviously was in longer than me. Uh, but, but one of the biggest things that I was introduced and we were introduced when joining the military was water. <laughs> it sounds silly, but as far as maintaining fitness and stuff, uh, staying hydrated is, is crucial. And I laugh about it because I drink a lot of coffee, but we, we got a, a gallon little jug that has little markers on times. And I used to kind of crack jokes on people who use this as, as a tool to sit there to, uh, you know, get a jug of a gallon jug of water and try to drink that through the day. And I thought, I thought that was silly. One, I never did that before. I didn't do it in sports. I didn't do it in the military. Um, and, and I didn't do it obviously when I got out, but now doing that, like that little change that me and her can share between the two of us, because our physical fitness levels are, are, are different because our needs are different because uh, anything that we incorporate is going to be different for the both of us. Those things are very different, but hydration at its core, at the very minimum, getting a gallon of water in, that's doable. And, and, and I'd like to say the last couple of nights, I've gotten super close. <laughs> I haven't been 100%. I don't finish the entire thing, but I do get to that last marker that, that says, hey, good job. You did it tomorrow. Do better. You know what I'm saying? Tomorrow do better. And I just want to leave you with, with this mentality is, is for whatever reason you got out of the military or for whatever reason your loved one got out of the military, because I know our, our dismount community is, is made up of not just military prior, 
uh, former, you know, and, and all that, but also their, their family members, military family, or, or their loved ones, or, or just good friends who would like to get a little picture of how it is to, to, to be military or veteran, some of the things we deal with. Um, those things matter. Those things are something that, uh, that we deal with. And, and oddly enough, I, I like to try to encourage people to drink more water too as well, while, while myself relearning the importance of that small change. Um, but like I was saying, I want to leave everybody with this reminder that when we're moving from that space of military to civilian life, that's your new mission. Change your mentality. You, you're not losing something. When you dismount right after a mission, you aren't completely leaving your 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 role and duty as as a gunner or as a, a truck commander or as a team leader, etc. Right? You dismount from that vehicle and you kind of hit the reset button. You go and you take care of uh, your laundry. You, you go get some food. You get some chow. You you take like a five minute nap. You clean your weapons. You do all the things you still have to do regardless. And you move on to the next mission. Well, transition from the military, you're dismounting. Dismount from that mission. On to the next one. That for you, if you're transitioning, that's military. That's civilian life. That's your new mission. Keep that in mind. So I'll leave you guys with that. Um, that's my piece on maintaining fitness or, or the pitfalls that, that you end up running into. Um, and then keep your ears out for the next ones. And like I said before, these topics, these are things that we can revisit at a later time and, and find even more, more wealth in, in sharing that conversation with others and, and hearing other people's thoughts, opinions, and struggles and, and, and points of view. And I'll leave you guys with, uh, with that said. Until next time, Dismount 6, and I'm out.